Welcome to the Anchored Podcast with Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I am so excited that you've tuned in, and it is my prayer that these messages will always help you to remain anchored, regardless of what storm or what season you're navigating. I pray that God would speak to your heart today and that you will never, ever, ever be the same again. Stay connected to Fellowship Chicago. This is Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I pray you stay anchored. Peace, peace. Would you come with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 53, verses 10, 11, and 12? The book of Isaiah, chapter number 53, verses 10, 11, and 12. We certainly give God thanks and praise for Reverend and Mrs. Pope, as well as Reverend and Mrs. Paget, and uh, Jello and Tron and Jocelyn and I, we make up the South Carolina delegation. And so South Carolina is in the house today. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 53, verses 10, 11, and 12. I want to read this text with one comment. When you see the word Andaniah, when you see the word Andaniah in Hebrew, it simply means the Lord. Our Jewish brothers and sisters do not pronounce the divine name of God so that they can keep from using the Lord's name in vain. And so instead of saying God, they say the Lord. Let the church say Andaniah. Isaiah 53, 10, 11, and 12. Yet it pleased Andaniah to crush him with illness, to see if he would present himself as a guilt offering. If he does, he will see his offspring, and he will prolong his days. And at his hand, Ananias' desire will be accomplished. After this ordeal, he will see satisfaction by his knowing pain and sacrifice. My righteous servant makes many righteous. It is for their sins that he suffers. Therefore, I will assign him a share with the great. He will divide the spoil with the mighty. For having exposed himself to death and being counted among the sinners, while actually bearing the sin of many and interceding for the offenders. Would you pray with me? Our gracious God, would you open up our ears that we might hear. Open our eyes that we might see. Open, God, our minds that we might know. Open our hearts that we might receive. But more importantly, God, we pray that you will give us your peace so that we may know that we have been with thee. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Redeemer, we say amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. For a few moments, I just want to preach this thought to you. When God uses you as the example, when you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when God uses you. Now, I'm a Methodist preacher. I've been taught to preach into conversion. So the quicker you get converted, I know some of you got some brunch ideas and some brunch plans. So the quicker you get converted, 
the quicker I sit down. When God uses you as the example. I honestly believe that the most dangerous words that a Christian can confess are God has a plan for my life. I, I believe that these are the most dangerous words that any Christian can confess over their lives. They're dangerous because God's plans for our lives are not always the type of plans that we would have for our lives. They're not always good plans. And at times, they can even be undiscernible plans. And the problem with this statement and what makes it so dangerous is that once we have confessed that God has a plan for our lives, what we have done is to submit ourselves to what is known as the sovereignty of God. And the sovereignty of God means that God gets to do whatever God wants to do, however God wants to do it, whenever God wants to do it, without conversation or consultation with us. And beloved, that's dangerous because you never know what God is going to do. You never know what God has up God's sleeves. And that's where some of us are today, trying to figure out where our lives got turned upside down, trying to figure out where did it all went wrong, trying to figure out where it all went away. Can I tell you where it went away? It went when you said yes to God. When you said yes to God's plans. And I know what we've been taught. I know that Jeremiah 29 and 11 said something about the plans of God. Y'all know Jeremiah 29 and 11. It says that God's plans are to prosper us and to bring us to a good success. I know all about it and I agree with you. Yes, God will prosper you. Yes, God will bring you to a good success. But I want to argue with you today that good success and prosperity are the end results of God's plans. Yeah, and I discovered that no one really talks about all the stuff that you got to go through in order to get to the success. There are not a lot of sermon series or praise songs that helps you deal with the sickness and helps you deal with the rejection and helps you deal with the frustration. Am I talking to anybody that's ever been angry before? Helps you deal with the anger. There's not enough to help us deal with life when times get hard when you just want to throw in the towel when you want to say Lord you can take this ministry you can take this prayer life you can take this Bible put it all where it belongs I, I, I mean what do you do what do you do when you're stuck in the middle of it and I want to caution us today to stop reading so quickly. 
Because when we read quickly, we miss the portion of the story that describes all the mess and the misery that we may have to go through before we get the promise. You miss the portion of the story where you really have to struggle. You miss the portion of the story where you wonder if God has lost God's mind. You miss the portion of the story where in some moment of total disbelief, you are caught saying, I know I didn't sign up for this. I, I know I didn't sign up to be God's guinea pig. I, I know I didn't sign up to be God's experiment. I, I know I didn't sign up for this hell and this trouble. In fact, God could have left me alone. And I believe that some of us today are struggling with the fact that you really didn't know what you were getting yourself into when you said yes to God's plans. Let me drop this into your spirit. I, I wonder if we really know what it means to be chosen. I, I really wonder what if we really know what it means to be chosen. And I think our prosperity gospel has led us to believe that being chosen by God means that we have been chosen to be blessed. But let me just make a quick adjustment in our prosperity proclivities. Being chosen by God doesn't always mean that we will be blessed by God. But being chosen by God always means that we have been chosen to be a blessing. And that, my sisters and brothers, is the conundrum of God's plans. God's plans are not only to bless you. God's plans are to use you to be a blessing to other people. And when you say yes to God's plans, you are saying yes to being used by God. And when you say yes to be used by God, you are saying yes to be used whenever God wants to use you, wherever God wants to use you, and however God wants to use you without conversation or consultation. And if I can be honest with you, sometimes God, use, God uses us to be a blessing in unfair ways. Can I tell you what I really mean? It's unfair to have to come in church on Sunday and sing and shout about a mighty God on Sunday only to go home and cry yourself to sleep because you have no idea where that mighty God is in your life. It's unfair to have to preach on Sunday and handle all the drama of the church Monday through Friday only to go home and deal with your own drama, dilemmas, and demons with nobody there to help you or console you. It's unfair to testify to others about a God who is the great physician while you're dealing with a diagnosis in your own body and the great physician is nowhere to be found. It's unfair to have faith and yet still be crippled by the fear of our circumstances. It's unfair to be Bible-believing, Bible-toting, and Bible-quoting and still have the fiery dots of the enemy rage all around us. It's unfair to be black in America. Unfair. Unfair if I want to talk about white privilege and white supremacy 
and anti-black systems that seeks to destroy our black and brown bodies while glorifying whiteness. It's unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair. Now let me pause. Because there are some of you who are looking at me strange because I'm calling God unfair. Uh, you're looking at me strange because what I'm really doing is upsetting the equilibrium of what you believe about God. So before we move on, let me just make two theological points that's going to help you digest this sermon. Theological point number one. God is unfair. Would you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God is unfair. And here's the reason why God is unfair. God is unfair because one can't be fair and sovereign at the same time. In fact, the definition, thank you, Daryl Coley. In fact, the definition of sovereignty, God can do what God wants to do whenever God wants to do it. However God wants to do it is also the definition of unfair. Unfairness is the ability to do what you want to do whenever you want to do it, however you want to do it, without conversation, consultation, and accountability. And it's God's sovereignty that makes God unfair. And what amazes me is that we have a lot of Christians who shout over the unfairness of God when God blesses them unfairly. but won't stick with God when God uses them unfairly. You got a lot of Christians who love to say, mercy ain't fair, favor ain't fair, grace ain't fair. But baby, what if God called you to preach at a church with only two people in it? What if God called you to the highways and the byways and say, feed the hungry and clothe the naked? God, you know I just got my nails done. I got a BA, a MA, a PhD. I got every degree in the book. I don't need to be in a church with two people. I need a cathedral. It's not fair. God said, you praise me when I blessed you unfairly. You ought to praise me now when I use you unfairly yeah yeah you better learn how to stick with God when God uses you unfairly point number one point number two don't ever be ashamed to call God out when you feel like God is using you unfairly uh, do you know why you can call God out when things get unfair the reason why is because God loves you. He loves you. And God can handle the things that God loves. If God loves you, then God can handle you. If God loves you, then God can handle you getting mad with God. 
If God loves you, then he can handle you having some fear and having some questions. If God loves you. Yeah, I came to tell you that if you got to serve a God that wants you to be happy all the time, wants you to have joy all the time, wants you to shout all the time, wants you to be quiet and not ask any questions. Well, can I tell you what that God is doing to you? That God is manipulating you and not loving you. That God wants you to act like everything is all right and your acting like everything is all right is going to give you the blessings. Can I tell you, grace is free. Can I go there right quick? It don't matter how many times you come in the church and praise God. Can I tell you what is still yours? Grace If you come in and praise God or not, grace is still available for you. And God gives you grace not not because of what you can do. God gives you grace simply because he loves you. God gives you mercy simply because he loves you. God blesses you because he loves you. Somebody ought to say thank you for the love. Beloved, all I'm trying to say to you is that God have a tendency to use us in some unfair ways. I'm done. Can I take you back to Isaiah chapter number 53? Isaiah 53 is actually one of the most beautiful poetic expressions in the human language. It is one of the four suffering servant poems in Isaiah. And if you want to get me to tear up, if you want to get me to cry... All you really got to do is quote Isaiah 53 and 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, that King James just gets me. With his stripes, yeah, we are healed. I I love this text, but we can't get so caught up in the poetry that we forget to read verse number six. Because verse number six shows you what this poem is actually about. Verse number six says, we all like sheep went astray. We turn each one to his own way. Yet Ananias laid on him the guilt of all of us did you catch that watch the pronouns let's do it again watch the pronouns we all like sheep went astray all of us turned to his own way yet some of you gotta praise God for the yet in your life you know you were guilty of the crime yet You know you deserve punishment, yet. And I'm just grateful that God keeps dropping yet. The Bible says we're all guilty, yet. God does not punish everybody for the crime. God puts it on one so that one would bear God's punishment. For everybody. Uh, And can I ask you a question? Is that how punishment works? 
Huh. Uh, here's how punishment works. If you do the crime, you do the time. But God says, no, I'm not going to make you do the time. In fact, I'm going to take the time that you were supposed to do. Can I preach to somebody in here? Somebody in here is living on borrowed grace. <laughs> you just don't know who God had to punish so that you can get off scot-free. You don't know where that punishment went to, but you know that you didn't get in trouble for it, and you ought to pause right now and give God praise for at least 10 seconds for all the things that he put off of you and put on something else. And if that's not you, you ought to be grateful for salvation because salvation teaches us that we should have gotten what we deserve. But my Jesus. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Why is it that God uses this suffering servants so unfairly can I tell you why I gotta go the reason why is because the suffering servant agreed to it <laughs> the suffering servant is not just suffering at the hands of God the suffering the suffering servant and God actually have an agreement and the first agreement is about what the suffering servant is going to do. And the suffering servant says that if I am going to help God get God's will done in this world, then I'm going to have to learn how to be faithful to God even when I don't feel like being faithful to God. And can I tell you why God uses you unfairly? Here's the reason why. You said yes. You came down here, you gave the pastor your hand, and you gave God your heart. Now, if you did not want to be used by God unfairly, you should have never came down here. But once you came down here, you signed your name on the contract. And you said, God, you can use me anyway and anyhow. God, I'll serve you till I die. God, I'll be faithful to you. God, I'm on the battlefield till I... That was you. You made that decision. So don't be upset when God call you to make true of what you said you're going to do. Because Isaiah chapter 53 and 10 said, and it pleased Ananias to crush him with illness to see if he would present himself. He some of the tests and trials that you run into isn't to make your life hard. It's just to see if you're going to be faithful. It's just to see if you're going to keep on coming to church. It's just to see if you're going to keep on picking up your Bible. It's just to see if you're going to keep on singing on the choir. It's just to see that you're going to keep on doing what you promised God that you were going to do. It's to present himself. And can I tell you what God is doing for some of you? God is waiting on you to present yourself. You wonder why things keep on getting hard. You keep on hiding from God. Will you present? 
You agreed to it. You agreed to it. You agreed to it. You agreed to it. And here's the point I want to make. Uh, about a couple of weeks ago, one of our faithful members of our church died. It hurt my heart because he was my best friend. He was my secretary. And he was my best friend. He allowed me to be a kid. I allowed him to be a kid. And he was my best friend at Pine Grove AME Church. He dies. And we buried him on a Saturday. And on Sunday morning, I look in the choir stand, and his wife is up there in the choir stand singing. So like any good pastor, I went up to her after service, and I said, Reba, you need to go home. Uh, we, we're not expecting you to be in church right now. You're mourning. You're grieving. And can I tell you what Reba did? She used the voice of God to get me together. <laughs> Reba said this, I promised God. That I will sing when times are good. And I promise God that I will sing when times are bad. And pastor, I understand you trying to uh, check in on me. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to let me keep my promise to God. And I come to talk to somebody who wants to keep your promise to God. Yes, hell might come up and Satan might buffet, but you made a promise to God. And you're going to declare that I'm going to keep my promise. I'm going to keep what I said. My yeas are yay. My amens are amens. And I'm going to keep my promise. I'm done. I'm done. Won't you help me close my sermon? Won't you help me preach? Can you look at your neighbor and say the reason why you want to keep being faithful is because faithfulness works both ways. And here's what I need to tell you. I, my first theological claim was that God is unfair. But my third theological claim and my final claim of the sermon is that even though God is unfair, God is also just. Even though God is unfair, God is also just. You, you missed it. Even though he's unfair, God is also just. That simply means that if God take it from you, God is just enough to give it back to you. That means if God, if God makes your life a little hell, he also promised to make it a little better. And some of you know, and some of you have a testimony of how just God is. Yes, he took away some peace, but he brought you some more peace. He took away some joy, but he brought you some more joy. You know about the tears that you had to cry in the midnight hour. But every time morning came, your tears turn into laughter. Every time morning came, your tears turn into celebration. You know he took money out of your bank account, but you never missed a meal. Your bills were always paid. He even inflicted your body with pain, but he showed you 
that he was the great physician and he's never lost a patient and I came to tell you that if you keep on being faithful to God God will keep on being faithful to you if you keep on working for God God will work some things out for you if you keep on blessing the Lord God will keep on blessing you so here's what the Bible says don't grow weary in your well doing because you will reap if you faint not it does not yet appear it does not yet appear it does not yet appear what I shall be but when I see Jesus when I see Jesus everything to be all right when I see Jesus all I want him to do is grab my hand and say listen I've seen you pray when nobody else would pray I've heard you preach when nobody else would preach I've seen you work when nobody else would work so here's what I have for you well done well done well done well done my good and faithful good and faithful say yes say yes well help me close my sermon look at your neighbor and help me close my sermon grab their hand and say neighbor neighbor can't nobody do me like Jesus can't nobody do me like the Lord pick me up turn me around say yes ain't he alright ain't he alright won't he heal you won't he protect you won't he bless you won't he strengthen you if that's your testimony, say yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, yes, yes. People say it'll all pay off. Hug three people. That means you might have to get out your seat for a minute. Hug three people and say it will all pay off. Come on, tell somebody it will all pay off. Won't it? Won't, do I have a witness? Serving the Lord will pay off after a while. Say yeah. Say yeah. Everybody's standing. Help me thank God for this preacher. Help me thank God for this message. 
everybody's standing those of you in the overflow those of you in the balcony those of you watching on the virtual ship would you stand with me right where you are somebody's heart needed that message today it does hurt it does bother you you looking at God with the side eye you feel some kind of way but the question is can you be faithful even when it doesn't all make sense continue in your purpose continue in what he called you to do because faithfulness works both ways if you be faithful to God I wish you had ten witnesses who can testify God will be faithful to you do me a favor and look one person in the eye everybody find one person find one person find one person find one person look them right now if you don't like them that's your fault you sat by them look them right in the eye say friend don't give up in this season God is not finished working on you tell them if you need Jesus tell them if you need a church home tell them I will gladly walk with you give God your life tell them give God your life come on the doors of the church are open I know it may be tough right now but somebody needs to give God a yes today the doors of the church are open some young person some man some woman come on I see you man of God I see you come on come on come on I see you through it all through it all through it all bless you bless you man of God stay right there God bless you anybody else need to come come on and say yes to God today y'all see these young men coming come on God will use you yes he will yes he will God will use you God will use you God is the joy God is the joy God is, God is the joy and the strength of my life he moves all pain, he moves all pain. misery is right. come on he promised never to leave never to leave never help good to see y'all my brother come on look at all these young folks coming to God come on bless you God is the joy bless you man moves on pain oh bless you promise to keep me never to leave me bless you he's never ever welcome home welcome home I've got to pass and pray Bless you, brother. Bless you. Keep my life clean. Come on, somebody else needs to come tell him, yeah. I want to go with him. Come too far. Never going back. God is the joy. God is the joy and the strength of my life. 
God is the joy. Yes, sir. God is the joy. Tell your neighbor, God is the joy. Tell somebody on your road, God is joy. And the strength of my life, I know it. I feel it. Every day I wake up in the morning, I feel it. God is the joy and the strength of my life. God is the joy and the strength of my life. God is God is the joy and the strength of my life. God is the joy. Hallelujah. He'll pull you through the storm. Yes, he will. He'll straighten up every step you take. He'll move enemies out of your way. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. He prepares a table in the presence of my enemies. I've seen so many tables. I've seen so many tables. I've seen so many tables right in the presence of my enemies. He keeps anointing my head with oil. He keeps anointing my head with oil. He keeps anointing my head with oil. And my cup keeps on. And when it's all over down here, I'm gonna catch up with my people. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord God. Is joy, strength, peace, power. God is the joy.
your strength. He'll renew 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 your strength. He gave me strength. He gave me strength. He gave me strength. Y'all ready to go home? See you later. But if you got some strength that only God can give, turn up for 10 more seconds, put those hands to... Let the teenagers bless it. Let the 20-year-olds bless it. Let the 30-year-olds bless it. 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, put those hands together. One more time, God is
Listen to your boy. Listen to your big brother. Listen to your pastor. God will be everything. Come on, go with that first touch ministry. Turn to my, my left, your right. Come on, y'all help me thank them. Help me thank God for these young people. I said help me thank God for these young people whose lives would never be the same. I wish I could find about 20 of y'all that knew what I was talking about. I know there's always spectators in church, but where the living testimonies? Where the survivors in the room? Where the people that walk with God long enough to know He will be the I am, that I am. And if you need provisions, He is still the provider. If you need a way out, He's still the way maker. If you need a healing, he's still a healer. And if you need a friend, what a friend we have in Jesus. All of our sins. your neighbor real quick and say neighbor I'm glad I'm sitting by you so you can know what a miracle looks like tell them but the truth is nobody knows my whole story ask them can you shout over the stuff I survived that people still don't know about can you shout over the stuff with me don't nobody even know about I got victories you don't even know about I got victories you ain't never seen praise the Lord Don't mean everything is all right right now, but I got a feeling he'll make it all right. Yes, yes, he will. Put those hands together. Don't believe he brought me this far to me. 
Brother Wynn about to hit this church. I'm just letting you know in about 20 more seconds, there's a wind that's about to hit this church. A glory cloud is descending on this church. If I were you, I would lift up my hands and tell the Lord, give me strength. Give me your peace. Send your favor. Send your glory. give you what you need to finish he's gonna give you what you need to finish he's gonna give you what you need to finish he has begun a good work in you and he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ he's done more he's done more make it past this he's done more than I expected. Is that somebody's testimony? I ain't crazy, I'm a miracle. I ain't crazy, I'm a testimony. I ain't crazy, I'm an example. And if you want to see what it looks like for God to pick you back up, any miracles in the room? How dare you sit down in an atmosphere like this? Even if you can't dance, wave your blessed hands and give him some glory. Give him some glory. Only the miracle shout. Only the miracle shout. I said only the miracles. These next 10 seconds are for the miracles, the miracles, the miracles, the miracles, the miracles, the miracles, the miraculous. you to put the 121st Psalm on the screen and I want you to get verse 4 and verse 5 because I want to release this over you because somebody is in the middle of a battle I ain't the only one that know what a storm look like the 121st Psalm King James Version 
I, I, want, I want the poetic version. You got your Bible? Whoever got a Bible, bring it up here to me. Yeah, go to verse 5. Go to verse 5. I got five words for you. And these are the words that shall define the month of March. If you think I'm playing, you're going to see when it happens. And I want you to read the first five words in this verse. And I want you to hold your neighbor's hand when you read it. Because everybody around you going to have the same testimony through the month of March. Are y'all ready? One, two, three. Let's go. The Lord is my people. Watch him keep you. Watch him keep you. Watch God keep you. If they fire you, he's going to keep you. If they die, he's going to keep you. If you lose your peace, he's going to keep you. If you got to cry every night, the Lord When the doctor gives you a diagnosis, you give the doctor a scripture. The Lord.
praise him. Fill the tabernacle with praises. I said, fill the tabernacle with praises. Get to this altar. If you need God to keep you, if you need God to keep you, we're going to seal this service with a prayer. Get to this altar. Get to this altar. Come on. I'm not talking to the people. You, you may be in a good season. I praise God for you. I know what a good season feels like too and I thank God for those seasons. But sometimes the bottom drops out. And I need you to know that the keeper is still on duty. Do you hear me? what's been happening all service long the keepers stopped by to visit us where my seasoned saints in the room who know that's why we need young and old because I need to be able to look up at somebody and say yes he will and you need to be look, able to look down at another generation and say, yes, he will. Tell that person beside you, he will keep you. He will keep you. Every eye closed, be still as you can. Shh. Let the keeper talk to you for a minute. Keeper talk to you. Listen to him remind you, you're mine. I got you. Listen to the keeper remind you what the scripture, Isaiah 53, verse 10 says. If you keep your end of the bargain, keep your end of the promise and go through the pain your offsprings will be blessed because of your endurance and be not weary in your well doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not
your kingdom. He's got your family. I don't know where. Yes, he will. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. Oh, oh, yeah. He is the Pastor Dennis, come up here and pray for us, please. I need you to know that God will, God will, God will, God will. Yes, he will. He'll make a way out of no way. Oh, yes. Pastor Dennis, before you pray, Miss Annie Benson is very, very sick. And she pushed her way to church today. Doctors have said they've done all they can do. But I'm so glad even in this season, He's still a keeper. So Miss Annie, this family, I give you what you already know. I give you what my grandma gave me. Even in this seat, 
even in this season, we will lift our eyes to the hills, knowing all of our help comes from the Lord. Pastor, would you pray for all of us today? God, we lift our eyes to the hills simply because there's nowhere else to lift our eyes. We're out of options. We can't do it ourselves. And so God, this is the point where we stop trying and we turn it over to you. And God, here's the reason why we turn it over to you. We turn it over to you because you promise. You promise, God, that you will take care of us. You promise that by his stripes, we are healed. You promise to be our keeper in the midnight hour. You promise to be our light in darkness. You promise to be our shield in our buckler. You promise to be a present help in the time of a storm. You promise that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They, they shall mount up on wings of an eagle. God, you promised that grace and mercy shall follow me all the days of our lives. And so, God, we are here at your altar laying down our burdens at the foot of the cross because somewhere we heard about a promise. And God... We are here by faith today. We are here because we believe every word you said is true. We are here because we know what you have done yesterday. And if you can do it for us yesterday, we know that you can do it again today. So God, here it is. Have your way. All next week, have your way. God, we move out of the way and we declare that you're going to have your way. On Monday, you're going to have your way. On Tuesday, you're going to have your way. On Wednesday, you're going to have your way. On Thursday, you're going to have your way. On Friday, you're going to have your way. Even on Saturday, you're going to have your way. And on Sunday, we'll be right back in here praising you because you've had your way all of this week. We bind the hand of the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we say, devil, you have to fall subject under the word of God in the name of Jesus. Yeah, we bind the hand of the enemy that's coming in our finances. We bind the hand of the enemy that's coming on our bodies. We bind the hand of the enemy that's trying to steal our peace. And God, we submit ourselves to the keeper. God, keep us this week. God, keep us this week. God, keep us this week. And our testimony will always be those Satan should buffet. 
though trials should come let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded Christ have regarded my lowliest state and have shed his own blood for my soul and because he has shed his blood because he took my punishment way back on Calvary I can say today it is well it is well it is well it is well I can lift up my eyes to the hills because I know it's well I can have joy because I know it's well I can be delivered because I know it is well it is well yes it is it's well it's well it's well through Jesus Christ's name we say amen we say amen we say amen knowing that it is well it's 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 well it is well yes it is well it is well yes it is it is well yes it is Hug somebody on your way to your seat and just tell them it is well, it is well, it is well. And as you go to your seat, there are a couple things I want to tell you. Just, I don't apologize for the Lord moving. I want Miss Annie to stay right here. Listen. Just enjoy the presence of the Lord. Some of y'all, this is the only peace you get all week. Give me five minutes. Now the truth is, it is well. The facts are, there's some difficult things in a lot of our lives. We're gonna love on Miss Annie and her family, but don't y'all bombard her just because of the facts of the doctor. Y'all listening to me? We want her and her family to have some space and grace. You can send your prayers and it can do just as much. We don't want to wear her out or this family out, but Miss Annie is a special part of fellowship. Is she not? Miss Annie Benson is a special, special part. Yeah.
And we love you so much, Miss Annie. And you're not walking by yourself. Family, you're not walking by yourself. Even Mama Lou walked up just to say, you've been with us all these years. She said, we family. And so we got you covered. The Spirit has moved five words through the rest of March. Y'all got it? The Lord is your keeper. If you can't remember anything else, just hold on to those five words. Miss Annie, the Lord is your keeper. To these daughters, some have flown from out of town just to be with mama. Come on, stretch your hands and speak it over them. The Lord is your keeper. To my family down in Atlanta, my mama, my granddaddy, my, my cousins, my aunties, uncles. Come on, from fellowship. The Lord is your keeper. Period. And if it was a good Gen Z in the room, they would say, period, poo. We're going to close out singing It Is Well. Deacon Tony, I wanted you to sing something. You sing it next Sunday. Give us one of them old Deacon songs. So drink your hot water all weeks. Stay out to karaoke places in Chicago so you can have your voice ready, okay? Y'all, my wife has been with me every step of the way through this season. Can y'all help show Lady Bree some love? I love you. Where is she? I love you. And I thank you for being with me through all of this. And I thank Fellowship for being with me through all of this. It ain't no secret my grandma was very special to me. But when I looked up at that funeral and saw almost a hundred people that took trains and planes and cars to get there. Fellowship ain't no place like y'all on the earth, is it? Fellowship, give yourself a hand. Thank you. I love you so much. Mama Lou was there. She 92. Mama Ann was there. She's 88. Y'all give these octogenarians and nonagenarians a hand. I love you, Mama Lou. Fellowship, I love you all to my staff. To Elder V who preached his face off. Reverend Jamie Fluker preached her face off. To Pastor Jill who preached her face off. Y'all give these preachers, our staff, our leaders a hand for holding the ship down. We didn't miss a beat, did we? Did we? we didn't miss a beat. Mama Lou, you want to direct from right there today? You want to direct from right there? You want to come up? Every other time I ask you to come up, you always come up. Y'all give these 92 strong years a hand. Let's stand. We're going to vote together. We'll leave out the parking lot around 145 because we need to be realistic. We're going to leave together. We're going to vote. So if you want to join the caravan, get in the main parking lot, go with us. We're fasting and praying Monday through Saturday. And um, yeah, y'all know no fried foods, no sweets, and no breads. Amen? No online shopping. No buying of shoes or clothes. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be a liar. And we're not eating out. You choose which of the three you want to do. You don't have to do all three. Pick which one is easiest for you. 
And some of y'all saying, Sharp, ain't none of me. Well, I'm praying for you, praying for you. Mama Lou's going to close us out. We're going to sing it together. And y'all know at the end of this song, when she says, reach out and grab a hand, you reach out and hold a hand and go up until she tell us to come down. I want you to sing it for me. Sing it for Miss Annie. Sing it for the people who need to be reminded. Pastor James Dennis, my best friend on the earth. Y'all show some love to he and his wife, Jocelyn. Thank you so much. Mama Lou, we in your hands. Now let me make sure this mic on. We gonna do this right. Hold on, Mama. All right. Yeah, it's definitely off. Give your notes again. Give them again. When peace, when peace, when peace. All right, let's go. When peace. When Hey! <laughs>
somebody and say it is well. Hug somebody and say it is well. Go on home and have a good week. May your struggles keep you knit across. May your troubles show that you need God. May your battles end the way it should. May your bad days prove that God is good. I pray your whole life keeps on proving that God is good. And it is so. Have a good week. All is well. Have a good week. I love your fellowship. All, all is well. Hey family, I pray you've been blessed by this message that God gave me. I hope you stay connected to Fellowship Chicago through YouTube, Facebook, or our website. Go to fellowshipchicago.com today and make sure that you stay updated on all of the great things that are happening on the ship. Until we meet again, may you be blessed by the power, the peace, and the provisions of God.